I don't look at the relationship with somebody and go, oh, what's in this for me? I look at it, how can I help this person gain more success or whatever it is that they want out of life? And that's the position I come from. So I'm giving first. Welcome to the Hustle Rebellion Show. We are on a mission to prove that being busy all the time does not always lead to success. We are business owners who are ready to stop wasting energy so we can be more productive. This podcast will give you the steps to stop hiding behind the hustle so you can start living the life you want. I'm your host, Heather Porter. Welcome, guys. We're on episode number 61, and I do have another incredible guest that I want to introduce you to in this show. So I came across Darren Stevens, I want to say maybe a year and a half ago. If you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know that I believe in the power of having good groups of people around you, whether it's mastermind groups, clubs, associations, organizations, good friends, you know, it's important. It can get lonely growing your business, right? So a group that I'm a part of is called the SAN Group, Speakers Alchemy Network. And it's a group of a lot of us that are speakers from all over, mostly Australia, but now more it's growing. It's growing really fast. It's a really incredible group. And I met Darren through this group and we had conversations around speaking. He gave me some really incredible advice around how to improve my speaking skills as well. So I wanted to bring him on for you guys. And I actually am going to just read his very short bio because it is impressive. (laughs) So check this out. Darren is a six times international bestselling author, entrepreneur, and business growth strategist. He's a CEO of Successful Growth Strategies, an award-winning world-class sales, marketing, and business consulting agency. He also owns the Investors International Real Estate Group and was the founder and international chairman of Mars Venus Institute. Mars Venus, like as in John Gray. Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, of that. Remember that book? (laughs) And also is of a global publishing group, two of the world's most respected and leading brands. Over the past 25 years, Darren, through his consulting, international speaking events, marketing systems, so many frameworks, you guys, it's incredible. And his psychological work, he's transformed the lives of millions of people from all walks of lives, of life, I should say, from Fortune 500 CEOs to celebrities, presidents, members of royalty, authors, speakers, and elite sports athletes and champions. You know what? You would never get that from just hanging out and having a conversation with him because he's so humble and so kind and so giving but he has the most incredible background. And I know you're going to get some good little informational nuggets in this episode, in our conversation. So I'm excited to bring on Darren to the show. Let's get started. Welcome to the show, Darren. I'm beyond happy that you're here and you're taking the time to hang out and chat to all of our listeners. How's it going? Yeah, cool. And really great. And I'm thrilled to be here with you. And uh, all your listeners, so. We're going to have the greatest chat, you guys. Now, Darren, I just have to tell everyone, I guess the first time I sort of heard about you, I mean, there's lots of things you've done in the industry, but (laughs) the one that impressed me the most, I know this is funny, is when you mentioned that you coached Russell Brunson, the founder of ClickFunnels, on how to sell better from stage. Because I've been following him and his company for a long time. And when I heard Mm. that about you, I'm like, I got to know this Darren guy. Who is he? What does he do? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's how I came across you. Oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was Russell's a good friend. And yeah, I was actually in Russell's inner circle group. And, you know, Russell uses that to obviously further his own knowledge as well as help others. And uh, when it first started, and anyway, I was saying to him about when he first ran his very first ClickFunnels live event, and I was there. And the following year, he wanted to increase that. And I said, well, 
there's some things I do here in Australia that gets huge conversions and I've been doing it for a long time. I'd suggest you do a few things differently. And, and Russell was super open to that. He said, oh, well, tell me what. And I sort of basically choreographed the next Funnel Hacking Live and, and showed him what I would change and do. And he sold the most amount of money. He did, I think it was 1.3 million US in 90 minutes from stage. And that was most he'd ever sold at that stage. And so he went on from there, you know, and he applies those principles every time now. So then, then he got me to come and speak at, I think it was about the fourth Funnel Hacking Live in Texas and share some of that with uh, his entrepreneurs and the people who were there. I think it was about 3,000 people at the event then. Wow. And it's much bigger now. I think well, I'm heading there another week's time to catch up with him and uh, I think he's got about 5,000 booked in for that event. So, You guys, Darren is directly responsible for helping Russell sell better. I mean, that <laughs> if you don't know who Russell Brunson is, I'd be amazed. <laughs> but yeah, that is crazy. Are you happy to share one of those tips that you gave to him to help him sell better? Yeah, sure. I think one of the things is you want to be your authentic self for a start. And, you know, whatever style you are as a presenter, you know, come from a place of being authentic and really wanting what's best for your customers. And I think one of the things is when I sell from stage, I don't really sell from stage. I'm inviting people to join me and we're doing it in a way that is Good for them. So it starts with really delivering amazing and exceptional value. So you really are, you know, wanting to help people use the skills, the strategies that you're teaching in your field and give them some great value. And at the end, then you you might offer them a pathway that they can work with you. And we do that by an application model. So we're saying, okay, if you'd like our help to actually achieve this, we've obviously given you the tools and resources and, and the knowledge you can go and do it yourself. Or if you want to work with us and fast track process, then we can help you do that. And the way we do that is by you applying because we you know, choose you on who we work with and we want to make sure that we're a good fit for you and that one, we're going to be able to help you actually achieve those results. So it's done by application, you fill in an application and from that application process, then we have a conversation to see if we're a good fit. And if we are, then we'll offer you a spot to be a part of that program. And that's normally a, a $30,000 program or, or a high ticket item. Yeah. So, so that's just one of the things that we do and it's through that application model. Yeah, incredible tip. But it, it always starts with really adding lots of value first. And as you know, both of us are friends with Tony Robbins yeah. and, and have been, you know, on Tony's journey from when he first started, you know, Tony delivers amazing value and no one can deny how much value they get from going to one of his events. Yeah. And at the end of that event, he'll offer you an opportunity to continue your education with him by going with Date with Destiny or Wealth Mastery or Life Mastery or all those other higher end programs. But you're more inclined to do that because he's given first. And I'm a big believer of always looking at how can I help serve somebody or make a difference in their life first. And that's where I start. And I go, I don't look at the relationship with somebody and go, oh, what's in this for me? I look at it, how can I help this person gain more success or whatever it is that they want out of life? And that's the position I come from. So I'm giving first. And then if something comes back my way or if I have something of value that they think, then they're more likely to want to join that because I've given unconditionally without any expectation, if you like, of getting anything back from the start. So good. And you do, you're constantly giving and supporting people. Like you even 
gave me an opportunity to have an interview for something a while back on International Women's Day. And like you do, that's truly who you are. You can see it and you just give so freely. And I think that's important to remind people the power of giving. And most of the time without expecting anything return, really. So Mm. yeah, Yeah. extra powerful. So I want to give some context on what you do because you're incredibly busy. You just said you're traveling overseas coming up this weekend and you're going to the ClickFunnels event and working with clients. Let's talk about what Darren does these days to help people. What are all your different projects and businesses that you're working on? Well, I have my Entrepreneurs in a Circle called The Entrepreneurs in a Circle. So that's a, a higher-end mentoring group for businesses or people that are wanting to really grow and scale their business. So I work very closely with them to do that with their brands and their businesses. So, And we're looking at every aspect. So because I have a background of personal development as well and mindset, I can pretty much shift somebody's psychology or mindset if it needs to be to get them where they need to be as well, besides looking at all their business strategies and their overall bigger picture. So that's what we do with the Entrepreneurs in a Circle, and that's by invitation. People can apply to get a part of that. So that's one of my big focuses. Yeah. It's fun for me because I get to work with different types of industries. I mean, we've got cosmetic industries. I've got Kerry Packer's former accountant, for example, he's, you know, so I'm helping wow. him. So there's a, a whole range of different industries and businesses, which is fun for me because I love marketing and I love that, I guess, creativity that I get to play in that field with those people and no matter what industry it is. So that's a big passion of mine. The other thing is actually I have a cosmetic brand that I am working with. So we, I, one of the reasons I'm going to the US is to talk about that with some major distributors around the world. Yeah, wow. So that's a new product called Royal Mist. And so that would hopefully we're going to get that into Sephora and all your major like Myers, David Jones, all your bigger brands uh, around the world. So yeah, that and I uh, do some hypnosis work from time to time. And yeah, but really, you know, working with business owners is the key thing that I do. So now that you guys know a little bit more about Darren, what he does, I'd love to hear from you, Darren, with your own projects and your own business that you're working on. How do you tend to work smarter? What are perhaps three tips that you can share on the times when you feel you're scaling, you're growing, there's overwhelm creeping in? How do you handle that so you can stay focused? Well, that's a big challenge for anyone, especially if you're entrepreneurial, (laughs) because you tend to look at all the shiny objects and and different opportunities that come across. And I put both hands up because I'm guilty of that myself. And really, you do need to focus. Like I have another business as well, but I'm selling that at the moment, which is a commercial cleaning company that we helped grow a franchise system. Wow. Because I actually was juggling too many things. And you do need to have a clear sort of focus and a pathway on whatever business you're working on and not take on too much because otherwise that can slow down the whole process for everything that you're working on. You can do a little bit on each business, but then you never get the momentum that you need to really kick it off quickly. And I think speed to market is really important when you're working with a business or a concept. So for me, I've bitten off more than I can chew at different times. And so I keep coming back and going, okay, don't do that. And, you know, focus on one or two businesses that I can coach and focus until they're at a stage where they're running by themselves or there's people involved that run them, then don't deviate from that. Otherwise, you just don't get the momentum you need. So I think clarity is a big thing. So one of my, I guess, keys to success is, first off, is you want to get absolute clear clarity because once you have clarity 
that leads to you having more certainty. Yeah. And because you have more certainty, you gain more confidence. And because you gain more confidence, you take more action, which ultimately leads to success. So it's getting that absolute clarity about well, what it is that you want with the business, what is your goals, what do you want to achieve, and then putting all the things in place that you need to then do that. So I think that's the first thing is get that clarity. And then look at team around you. Like if I wanted someone to help with internet stuff and all that, well, you get an expert like yourself that specializes in those fields and get them on board because they're going to know things that you just don't know. And they're going to get to the market faster and help you, you know, make those tweaks because it's those little adjustments that make all the difference. Excellent. Now, when you're presented with lots of shiny objects and you know you need to focus, do you have like a strategy or tactic you do to actually say no, to help you say no to something? Yeah, and I've had to learn that because I used to say yes to everything. (laughs) (laughs) That was a big mistake. So now I look at it and go, well, what's the opportunity cost? And so if I take that on, even though it may be a great project and it could be successful and everything else, I've got to look at that and go, well, What's the opportunity cost? If I do this, it means I can't do something else. And then I have to look at it. Well, is that getting me closer towards my overall goals and meeting my um, six human needs, if you like, as far as, you know, like in freedom and flexibility and income and the creative side? What are my personal needs out of it? Does it meet those? And look at the opportunity cost, because even though it could be a great opportunity, there may be a better opportunity that actually is going to give you more of the things that are important to you. And so you're better off saying no to that and doing nothing until that opportunity comes along. So I tend to weigh it up and look at the opportunity cost from a time point of view. Is it going to take me away from my family? Is it going to generate the income that I want it to generate? How much time and effort do I have any knowledge in that area? what sort of people are going to need to pull in for it. So I tend to do a bit of an analysis on that. And to be honest, I haven't got that right all the time and and have gone into things and gone, you know, a few months in, I go, this was a mistake. I need to move out of this and and sell it or or whatever because it's, you know, the chewing up too much time or not giving me the emotional benefits or financial rewards that I would want for my time. And to give you an example of that was owned a, a publishing company and we published hundreds of books around the world for you know, lots of famous people and then did some things with that. And that was a very lucrative business for me. And, and literally it made me probably over $10 million over the years that I had that business. But I decided to sell it. And the reason I sold it was because I'd been doing it and I could do it in my sleep sort of thing, but I was losing a little bit of my creativity because it was so easy and I wanted another challenge. But also, I looked at it as an opportunity cost, even though it was hugely profitable and most people would die to have a business that could generate them that sort of money and profits and things. It wasn't the best use of my time because I could do other things that would generate the same amount of income for a a fraction of the time. So it was a matter of, okay, well, there's the obvious choice. Sell that because I can focus on more of the things that are going to give me the same income but with way less involvement. I love your honesty. Wow. So good. And yeah, that's brave. I'm always talking about the comfort zone and how it's very different to all of us, but you can get stuck in that comfort zone and it can keep you trapped from your potential in a lot of ways. So yeah. Yeah. Now I want to talk to you about how you work with a client and maybe the inner circle that you have even. It'd be really cool to hear a case study. So the before and after of somebody that came to you, what exactly did you do? And I'm happy for you to even shout out the name of the business or the person if you want, but what happened when they came to you and where are they now as a result of working with you? Sure. 
Okay, well, I guess one of the ones that comes to mind was a recent one. It was working with a lady who had a cosmetics company in just out of Brisbane. And she was entrepreneurial. She'd grown the business from her basically a lounge room, had a cosmetic range, and she was selling her products mainly in the US, surprisingly. And she had a number of beauticians or clinics in the US that would resell her products or use her products. And but she was not known in Australia at all. And even though she was quite successful in the US with the products, she didn't really have a brand such or, or reputation here at all. So I said, well, we need to change that. So what I did was I said, well, okay, it's a cosmetic brand. We need to get all the cosmetic influencers and all the editors of, you know, like Vogue magazine, Women's Weekly, all your that beauty industry, all in one room. And if we can get all the influencers in one room and we put on a breakfast, so we did that actually in Sydney at a, one of the, I think it was at Chiswick, so a nice restaurant by the famous chef there. And we invited all those editors of magazines and all the influencers into one room for a breakfast. It was fully paid for for them to meet Jason from Rococo's Botanicals. And so we then did that and we gave them big sample packs of all her cosmetics and said she's the Australia's best kept secret. So no one knew about her. And they came along, they got to you know mix with all their other peers from the industry. They did did like a fireside chat. We got a journalist to come in and interview her. We filmed the whole thing and took photos, obviously, of the whole thing. And what that did was put her on the map because all of a sudden we had about 25 women journalists from all these different industries that were then going to go away and, and they got samples of the product, but they wrote articles about the product. So she was then plastered across the media everywhere as Australia's best kept secret. And then we took the footage from that event and all the photos and obviously you know blew that up on social media and things but then we also used it to go into a whole range of cosmetic awards so we took the footage from that and used that as a part of the awards nomination competitions of who she is and da 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 and then she ended up winning the LA beauty awards for one of her products that was created wow. here in Brisbane and first australian company to ever do that and this was against like L'Oreal and all the top brands, right? So here's this little company. So all of a sudden now she's got more press and more awards coming. So we entered into lots of different awards. She won one in the UK as well for up and coming beauty brands. And she got to meet, you know, some of the royalty over there as well in the, who was actually at the event. So again, all that publicity and things just steamrolled onto her now being this powerhouse. And her brand is sort of dominating now. And she, you know, her sales have gone through the roof and she's well known wow. around the world. She's getting interviews from different countries around the world and approached. She was just recently approached by a Hollywood actress to want to front her brand and things like that as well. So there's lots of things like that have happened from that strategic setup in the first place. So it all stems from that. So like being very strategic, getting the right people in the right room at the right time, filming it, repurposing the content, using it to enter awards. Like what a brilliant system that you brought to her to make her you know, who she is today. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. Would you say for other businesses that are looking to scale and grow, do you also think awards and PR is an important path for them to consider? Yeah, it definitely is. Because I think you know, people buy off people that they trust, know, like, and trust, as you know. And 
that credibility that you get from either becoming an author, that's another way of getting that authority, you know, is by obviously writing a book and do that. I mean, obviously we did that with John Gray from Men Up Mars, Women from Venus and how we built that. But also you can do that through, you know, having some uh, PR pieces and getting written up in the paper and they all stack on top of each other. You know, that gives you great credibility because one journalist writes about something, some other journalist writes about something and all of a sudden you've got great things that you can put on your website. You can repurpose that. And you've got it forever. So it's building a brand asset for you. So I think that's important for every business, you know, to be able to look at that. And it's not that hard to get into local papers or different mainstream papers for that sort of thing if you've got the right hook. And that's, you know, where someone like yourself comes in or, or me <laughs> if they're working with me to create that hook, that angle that you get into um, the marketplace with. Hey, Hustle Rebels. Did you know this podcast is brought to you by Website Love? That's my business. To help you cut back on the busyness in your business, a good place to start is to get your foundations right. I have two gifts for you to help you get your website working better. Watch the video masterclass, Six Things Your Website Needs to Get More Customers, or download the ultimate checklist, a 14-step plan to patch the leaks on your website. Just visit hustlerebellion.com now and scroll down to get access. I wanted to bring up the PR piece because I think so many people are so hung up on social media and they're forgetting some of the lost art of gatherings, events, bringing people into a room together, as well as PR, like traditional, more traditional, I suppose, ways of marketing. Thank you for sharing that case study and story. And I want to flip into a few of your ideas, strategies, interesting things that you have noticed within either the industry or your inner circle. What are some tips, some business tips that you can share with us that you've seen lately that are working really well? And it can be from any direction. I'm going to leave this wide open for you. <laughs> okay. So think about who your client is or who are the influencers or the people that you want to connect with. And is there a way that you can put on an event? Because it's like the, you know, all these, you know, 20 journalists. Well, they're not going to give up, you know, champagne breakfast and, and beautiful breakfast at a, a famous chef's restaurant and get indulged and looked after for a couple of hours of their time when you put an invitation out like that. So can you do that? You could do a high tea, you could do a whole range of things for your industry. And so I think doing events like that where you're getting the key influences all in one room so you can do a presentation or talk about your brand or business over dinner or over high tea or, or breakfast or whatever is a great way to have a big impact fast. And for a little cost, I think, you know, it probably cost three or $4,000 to put that whole event on, but wow. you probably got, you know, half a million dollars worth of free publicity. Yeah. Plus she's got that forever now, you know, so it's pushed the value of her business up. It's helped her win awards. It's, you know, got her in the global market now selling way more product, all for that small investment. But it was the strategy behind that of knowing, well, while we're there, we want to get photos with all the influencers. We want to get the footage so we can repurpose the footage because then that got edited up, that footage into multiple little podcasts and LinkedIn clips and a whole range of things. So it got repurposed a thousand times for all that, that sort of thing. So having good photography of yourself so you've got a good brand you know, about you, 
you know, depending on your product or service, are you the brand? Because people buy you as well. They're buying into your personality. So have you got that position right? I mean, that's something we did with JC. We did a photo shoot first, so we had then really good media shots to be able to send people, you know, in different poses and things like that as well. So have you got that brand package put together about you and your product? That's one thing. So I think, and like I said, you can do that with any industry no matter what your field is. We just did it recently for one of our other clients who has got a commercial cleaning company and we did a whole journalist fireside chat, whole thing with that to raise the profile of that brand business. So that's certainly something you can do for any business. Do you know the whole event thing? Talking to you earlier this year actually rekindled the idea for events for me because I come, like we were saying earlier, from the Tony Robbins and this old speaker circuit, but more working behind the scenes with them. And just hearing you speak recently around events and gatherings and some of the things you've said, it just kind of rekindled that me and the importance of actually the credibility of being on stage and or being at an event like that where you're organizing a group of people. There's an incredible, I'm going to say power behind having a platform, whether it's you on stage or some sort of event that creates those connections, creates the credibility. And if I think back to all of where my referrals have come from the start of time, it's all stemmed from being on stage. <laughs> so, yeah. So I want to flip gears and talk a little bit about that. Do you help you, the people in your circle with speaking and selling from stage still? Because I know it's a big thing of what you've done in the past. Yeah, yeah, I do. So if that's something that they're needing or they're going to do to launch their platform and things like that, we do. We craft that out and we help them do that. And it's interesting, we have a formula that I worked on and something I shared with Russell and, and things to do that. There's a whole stack of things that happen at an event and on the surface, people don't see all those things because, and I know you know this because you do <laughs> this as well and, and know how important it is to build the rapport and build the unconscious belief in the people, you know, showing them a pathway and, and overcoming obstacles as you go through and different emotions and, and energy. There's a whole range of things that go into that. But if you put all those pieces in place, then you get an amazing result at the end. And it was interesting because one of the people that bought a company that I had, we had systemized that to death. And so that they literally could just go and follow the scripts and follow the system and they would get the same results. And I'd been getting like a close ratio of around 50% consistently for over 10 years of the room of people buying into a high-end program. Wow. But it was so systemized and even though it doesn't look like that to the public being there it really was there was lots of things behind the scenes that was done to get certain responses or to create the atmosphere and this is what tony does and why he's such a great speaker tony robbins and anyway the person that took the company over they changed some of the things in the structure and it's like a cake recipe if you put in things the wrong order then you don't get the same result and so the first time he ran the event he hardly got any results at all and he sort of came back to me saying oh well it didn't work and I said well yes it didn't work because I watched what you did and you changed these things and he said well why does that make a difference and I said well it does we have crafted this on purpose for certain things so I said go back and put them back in and do it the way that I showed you how to do it so he did and he actually made $415,000 in a day after putting that back in he went from literally making you know, 20,000 or actually lost money because of the cost they involved in running the event the first time to the next time running it, he did over 415,000. So, but all he did was actually did it the way we said to do it then. 
So he was still the same person, but he actually followed the system. Was it like a huge tweak that he had to put back in? Or are we talking like little... Yeah, little things like playing a certain video that created a certain emotion before you got into the sales process or... Wow. You know, there were like a couple of PowerPoint slides and a couple of videos, literally is what he took out because he thought, oh, well, that video is not going to make any difference or that slide won't make a difference. They did. They made a huge difference because it's a part of the whole system that has been choreographed. It's like a great stage play, you know, they choreograph that. A great comedian choreographs his comical routine where he's raising the audience's energy and all of a sudden he releases it where everyone's laughing and then he builds it up again. And there's a whole science behind that. And it's the same with stage presenting or selling from stage. There's a science behind it. And if you understand that and understand how the human mind works and the emotions and what you've got to take people through, it's like, as you would know, that Tony Robbins always does a gratitude process before he goes into talking about his programs. Yes. The reason being is because when people are coming in from a state of gratitude, they can't feel fear. Yes. And if you're going to try and offer a program that may cost them $30,000 to go to, then a part of them is going to jump into fear straight away. Well, can I afford it? You know, is it worthwhile? Am I making a mistake? Well, you don't want people to let their own subconscious mind stop them from doing something that may be beneficial for them. So Tony or like myself would put them in a state of gratitude in a confident place so that they can confidently make a decision that's either good for them or a confident decision that, oh, no, it's not right for me. Either way is fine, but you want to eliminate some of those obstacles that can come up for people just naturally. And that's all part of the the choreographing of, of a great presentation. It's so true. Just hearing you talk made me think of two things I learned from Tony. One of them was stage anchoring. So mm, like literally yeah. moving around the stage, like past, present. Past, present, future. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I use it still. And one that really stuck with me was finding the rapport leaders in the audience. If you guys ever speak, you, you look out over the audience and you'll see somebody that moves and then there's a ripple effect around that person. Those are sort of your rapport leaders. And I still use that to this day. I I had a bit of a challenging teaching gig the other day with a bit of a heckler, and I was just constantly focusing on her to ripple out to the other people (laughs) and change her. But yeah, I mean, there's so much to consider in, you know, if you're wanting to be a speaker, a sell from stage, or even just having an event to launch your product, there's these formulas and frameworks. And if people want these and want to know more from you on how you can help them in all these different facets, What are the options, Darren? Where do they go? What do they find out? (laughs) I guess to find out more about me, they can go to darrenjstevens.com or they can go to the entrepreneursinacircle.com, same thing, and that's where I have my different programs for them to get involved in with there, either of those places. And you also have a free book, I know. So tell us about the book that people can go get to. Yeah, I wrote a book called The Success Principles. It's basically 15 marketing secrets, really, that can really multiply your business and grow your brand. So it's a great book. I actually wrote it so that it's actually quite thin, like it doesn't take that long to read, a couple of hours and you'd have it done. And I did that for busy entrepreneurs so that at least if they read that, then all of a sudden they've got the gems, the key things they're going to you know, leverage some things really quickly for them. So I'd, I'd suggest you know people can grab that free. They just pay for the postage and uh, we'll send them out a free copy, a physical book. And the website for that is wantafreebook.com. 
<laughs> pretty easy. And, I loved that. Yeah, so I, I use that as a vehicle to help give value to people. It's incredible. Some people have wrote to me and said, oh, that changed my life. So I applied those principles. I got all this growth in my business. It was really profound. So I think I did that on purpose because I feel like if they get great value and they apply some of the things that are in that book, they'll probably want to come back and have a chat with me afterwards to go to the next level again. So for your, your readers, you know, I think they'll find a lot of value from that book. Lead with value, right, you guys? I want all of you to go get it. <laughs> Wantafreebook.com. <laughs> I just have a little yeah. chuckle because you're so smart to get that domain. <laughs> Wantafreebook.com. And guys, like we'll have all the links in our show notes as well. And Darren, do you work one-on-one still with people if they wanted to hire you for a day or half a day? Yeah, I do do that occasionally. Yeah, if I can fit it in my schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I just have to ask all the questions because I know there's going to be people that want to know the answers. So (laughs) as we start to wrap up, is there any last thought or thing that's come up for you during this conversation that you want to leave the listeners with? Yeah, I think one of the things in business, look, I think being an entrepreneur is an exciting thing and you can really make a big impact on people's lives. And I think, you know, I grew up in a small country town from a very blue-collar worker family, so we didn't have a lot. And you know, I went and learned by going to seminars and growing myself like yourself. And one of the things is that you know, continually to grow you. Do courses, get around, hang out with smart people like yourself and <laughs> learn from them and spend time with them and invest in your own education. You know, the more you can actually do on your own mindset, you know, mindset is a big thing. And I think, you know, spend some time, you know, obviously I'm a hypnotist and I love that sort of thing. And that sort of had a big impact on my life. So if you can listen to some hypnosis to work on yourself, do that. And then, you know, go out, add value to people's lives first with your product or service. Um, Come from that place. That's always served me well. And be you. Be congruent. Don't try and pretend to be something you're not. It's okay. You know, you always will grow and learn. and. I'm always growing and learning. You know, I never think I know it all and I always want to add value to people. And I think by doing that, you'll grow yourself as well. Oh, beautiful way to end this episode. Thank you so much for sharing your tips and getting all of us thinking again around the power of events and community and speaking and creating platforms and repurposing. Uh, God, there's so much that you talked about. So thank you so much for being here. And guys, go get his book. <laughs> thank you and i really appreciate being on here with you heather and the amazing achievements that you've done i mean it's just amazing and the fact that people aren't listening to this and they should be your podcast because i know you gave so much value as well and you come from the same place so so thank you for allowing me to come in and share as well oh thank you i appreciate that <laughs> Hey, Hustle Rebels, if you enjoyed tuning in, you have to check out HustleRebellion.com. It's where you get access to the special resources mentioned in these episodes and can watch the video versions. If this episode gave you a few tips to help you run your business better so you can live a more joyful life, please rate and review it and pass it along to a fellow business owner. As always, thank you for your support. 